memory. So this right. is a crucial protein for forming memories. Yeah. Okay. And so how do you what's what's the process like of, of studying this protein? Like what's the first step if you're gonna start to look at it? <laughs> um, so the first step in my project um, was looking at how how tightly two proteins interact with each other. Um, and so I use a technique called fluorescence polarization. And so the idea behind that is that we shine light on these proteins um, and the light goes through a filter that polarizes it, which just means it's directional, so parallel and perpendicular. Um, and depending on the size of the protein, that light either remains directional or gets scattered. Um, and so by combining these two proteins and looking at how scattered or polarized the light remains, um, we can actually extrapolate how tightly those two proteins are interacting. Okay. Um, and so that was kind of the first part of the project. Um, and then also to see what that interaction looks like, um, uh, we're trying, or <laughs> the rest of the project <laughs> will be trying to do something called crystallography. Um, which is just getting the proteins to align in a very like, tightly structured crystal structure, so just kind of like a lattice, um, and then bouncing light off of that in order to determine what the protein actually looks like on a molecular level. Okay. So, so I, I was just wondering, what are you looking at the protein in? Is this my blood? Is this my oh, yeah. brain? Um, so it's just in a, in a buffer, so um, mostly water and then some other chemicals to make sure that the protein stays stable. Um, and, but you've removed the protein from a human. Oh, so we remove it from bacteria. So we have the human <laughs> DNA. So in humans, our DNA codes for these proteins or makes tells our body to make these proteins. Um, and so we can use the exact DNA that our body would make, but we can actually take that DNA and stick it into bacteria and then tell the bacteria, okay, now take this DNA and make a bunch of proteins for us. And then we kill the bacteria and pull out the protein. Oh, great. So <laughs> that way you don't have to keep taking my brain matter exactly to look at your protein good are you willing to donate well I, i'm gonna take my hands down from my head because i felt like i needed to protect my brain for a minute but now that i know you're good um yeah no sure you can have a slice of my brain i won't miss it so well wow, so you use the bacteria to produce the protein exactly so they're little like protein making factories yeah. exactly basically. Interesting. yeah it's really great <laughs> leaders and leaders of them okay. yeah <laughs> you need a lot of bacteria to get enough protein, but and the bacteria doesn't hurt the protein in any way, or nope, huh. nope, they right. just make it for us. Okay, so then you're looking at how closely intertwined the proteins are. Yeah, essentially. Okay, so what what does that mean? Like, what's the importance of how intertwined they are? Is it just like to find out how close they are, like yeah. if they know each other really well? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so. You know, CAMK2 interacts with different proteins. It's not like just has one protein that it interacts with. It interacts with a plethora of proteins. Um, and so I look at one of them in particular, um, but comparing how this protein interacts with CAMK2 um, and then how it acts with interacts with other proteins um, can tell us, you know, uh, which of these interactions maybe are more essential or... Um, maybe how long these interactions are happening. You know, if they interact really tightly, um, then it, it may be a more persistent interaction. Okay. Um, and one of the big things about KMK2, about why it's so cool, is because um, it needs to stay active for a long time. Because in order to form memories, you need to be able to pass on information 
for decades, you know, for your whole lifetime. Um, and so looking at how long and how tightly proteins interact with CAMK2 helps us understand how CAMK2 can stay active for so long and can continue to pass on information um, even though proteins fall apart after some time, how CAMK2 can continue to pass on information so that we can maintain those memories for years and years.